Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We've made it to Friday. Welcome in, everybody. Yes! Um... How many cars are in the parking lot today <laughs> at the office? Uh, mine, Collins. Um, yeah, not many. It's it's probably about a little less than half full, I think. I know so many people whose offices are letting out early this afternoon. Like, they're making them work the morning, but there's no point in being there this afternoon. Yeah. So. There's no traffic either. I mean, there's no. nobody out on the roads. No, although I would expect... Um, at some point, people are going to leave to go do the things that they are doing for the holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. Maybe that happened last night. Maybe that's happening tonight. But at some point, that will happen. Yeah, there was. Uh, I heard a lot of people kind of mentioning that. Uh, you know, our very own Wink Starrett, as a matter of fact, decided to start the holiday weekend a little bit early. But that seemed to be a thing. In fact, they mentioned that on the traffic reports yesterday, yesterday morning, too, that Thursday seemed to be lighter than normal in terms of traffic. And I'm like, how far out are we going to stretch this thing? Well, we're just leaving it the middle of august and we'll see you all around halloween it makes me wonder too because most kids are in school but not everybody yeah and so for the kids that aren't did you figure well we'll we'll just take off so (laughs) um but uh thanks for hanging out with us today speaking of driving we have two road rage stories to start with today uh we're going to update the local one first because we know a little more about it although there's still a key question that hasn't been answered about this. And then we'll get to this one out of Colorado. Yeah, the the I guess the big news about the one here in town is they caught him. They caught the guy that they believe is responsible for this incident. And this, this is the one that happened on the exit to 75th Street from 35 South. And initially they said, okay, well, there was a there was a, a road rage incident that led to a minor accident, which sounds like somebody bumping somebody, but they, they weren't real specific about it. At the light, that was when the police say 32-year-old Nicholas Florier got out of his car, walked over to the other car that was involved in this road rage incident, and smashed the window in with a hammer. So that's, I mean, his mugshot is out. Um, He's been charged with aggravated battery and criminal damage between one and $25,000. Presumably that's for the accident and uh, and the hammering. But, uh, yeah, aside from that, not a whole lot of new detail out about it, except for the mugshot where he still looks like he's jawing at the cops. Yeah, we don't know what started this. No. We don't know what, um, I mean, one would assume that it was the other guy, it was the victim that did the thing that set off the guy was arrested. But we don't know what that was or where it was or what it involved. The other part of this is that, excuse me, is that after he hit it with a hammer, and got back into his car, the victim, now probably pretty upset that the guy just came up and hit his window with a hammer, gets out of his vehicle, 
Um, and that's when Florier bumps him. Yeah. And then drives away. So I'm surprised we don't. I mean, that's the great bodily harm part with the vehicle. Um, I, I'm a little surprised there's not more charges here yet. Yet. And we always say that there may very well be at some point. Uh, he's being held on a $5,000 bond, according to court records. And uh, and a, was appointed an attorney on Thursday. He's due back in court for a hearing on September 14th. So he's got a couple of weeks to think about what he's been accused of here before he's back in court. But it, the other thing, I want to take a little bit of issue, not too much, but a little bit of issue with Captain Jeremiah Waters with the Merriam Police. I know it's tough I mean, giving a press conference or, you know, answering reporters' questions and things like that. You have to be very careful about what you say. And, and what he said in a very off-the-cuff kind of fashion was, if you get agitated, if you get upset while you're driving, we've all been there. We've all been upset. We've all had someone cuts us off. Just think to yourself, is it worth something causing an issue for? No, don't think that to yourself. It isn't. <laughs> you know, he makes it sound like you should sit there and consider for a while. Do I really want to go smash somebody's window with a hammer or mm -hmm. should I think better of it? No, no, no. Uh, don't do that. And then you know, everything will be okay. He's right. We've all been cut off in traffic, but don't weigh the consequences. Just don't punch somebody or whatever it is. Yeah, um, I thought you were going to take issue with the wording, with, with the grammar of what you just said, because yeah, I was going to. A little bit. Um, but but yes, fine. Um, quite frankly, I'm a little irritated that we don't know what led to this. And is it because police don't know? Like, is neither the victim or the suspect here saying, here's how this started? Because they know it was road rage. Yeah. Usually road rage is prompted by something. I mean, otherwise, this is just assault or it, whatever this is yeah and, and there's a couple of possibilities there i mean they may know and they, ju they just didn't figure going into detail was worth very much uh you know who cares at what point who cut off whom but the other possibility is the person who was the the, uh, the one that we're calling the victim here the one that had their window smashed may not know may not know yeah, what they did that true. set him off that you know, the, there are times when I'll have people cut me off in traffic and they're clueless. <laughs> they have no idea what they just did. So uh, all he, uh, he or she may know is that they stopped at a light and some crazy person walked up to their window and smashed it with a hammer. Yeah, and if I'm the suspect, I'm not talking. Right. I'm, I'm not going to say because now you realize, yeah, that was probably a dumb move, <laughs> what, what I did in response to that. So, And if you say why you did it, then you're admitting that you did it. So right. yeah, it's not the brightest move either. But then again, neither is hammering somebody's window. So I, I don't know how sharp a cat this guy is, but we'll see, I guess, on September 14th. Okay, so then we go to Larimer County, Colorado. Uh, Larimer County is Fort Collins. That is just north and west of Denver. It would, if you know Estes Park, go straight north of Estes Park, and there's a, a highway, Route 14, that runs through there. We have an incident that happened on Highway 287, which is the main highway as you're going north and west out of Fort Collins. It's a big highway that gets you out of there. It also happened at Route 14, which is the route that gets you to the north side of Rocky Mountain National Park, just to give you an idea. We have eight people that were injured when a suspect, and this is road rage, fires a gun at another vehicle. And the vehicle that was shot at crashed. The suspect vehicle leaves. None of the people in the victim vehicle were hit by gunfire, but they were transported. They were injured because the vehicle crashed. 
And then an ambulance caught on fire. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so it's not bad enough their car catches on fire. The ambulance does too. And we don't know anything more about that. I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm going nuts a little bit at the lack of information here. But <laughs> how did the responding ambulance catch on fire? Yeah, did it get too close to the car and, and flames jumped from one to the other? I mean, Colorado is really dry right now. You'd hate to think that some kind of brush fire or something started because, this, because of this road rage incident. But they said that uh, nobody was hurt by the blaze. And I, I guess that's good news. But still... You burn, you, you fire shots into another vehicle, that vehicle burns, and so does the ambulance. You think when they catch this guy that he's going to be facing a couple of charges? And again, this is not the middle of nowhere. I mean, this is the major highway that gets you out of Fort Collins, one of them. I assume, I don't, um, I would not imagine there are cameras, but people saw this happen. People saw what led to this. They had to have. Yeah, well, sure. And of course, I mean, you're going to have eight witnesses that are, you know, that, that were in the car that was hurt or the, the car that was hit rather uh, with the gunfire. So, uh, yeah, you know, again, it makes you wonder, what is it that's worth that? This goes back to what the sheriff said is, you know, consider for just a second, you get really, really mad. You pull out your gun. You start blasting away at another car. First of all, you're breaking all kinds of laws there. And second of all, what if somebody in that other car gets dead? Uh, yeah, it comes back to this idea of acting on impulse. Yeah. And I don't know what needs to happen to teach people. And we don't know if it was male or female. We have no idea. But what needs to happen to teach people whatever the other person did to you that you think they did? Okay. Okay. It happens. Yes. It's happened to all of us. Go on with your life. Impulse control is something that we seem not to have at all. Correct. And I don't know how one teaches that, but I feel like it's something we need to figure out. Yeah, and it speaks directly to what we talk about all the time, which is the idea of using criminal punishment as a deterrent. In cases like this, he's not thinking about anything except I'm mad at that guy. He's not thinking, okay, if I fire into that vehicle, somebody could be killed by that gunfire. And at that point, I'm a murderer. Do I really want to do that over getting cut off in traffic? Who <laughs> fires the gun? Yeah. Who fires a gun because you were cut off in traffic? Who smashes a window? I mean, yeah. it's, it's a much lower, you know, yeah. in, the, in the grand scheme of things, that's a much less dangerous thing to do, but it's still dangerous. And even that is inexplicable to me. Uh, I mean, as, as we said when this story first broke, the one here in town, what did you win? I mean, when you smashed yeah. the window and you drove away thinking, aha, there, that'll show them. What exactly did you think your prize was for that? Because, I mean, now we know what it is. $5,000 bond and a bunch of criminal charges. Yeah, and the thing that you want to do after you cause a crash that is road rage where an ambulance lights on fire is flee the scene. <laughs> right. They love Because that. they're never going to find you because there are so many places for you to hide. I mean, again, there aren't a lot of big roads up that way. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure they're going to have a really good description of the vehicle because I'm guessing that this went on for a period of time mm -hmm. before the shots were fired that it kind of escalated to that. And if somebody is driving aggressively so that they can get up next to your vehicle to, to fire shots or to yell at you or give you the finger or whatever it is you're gonna have plenty of time to notice oh it's that whatever you know black pickup truck whatever it is that that uh that's coming at me and you're probably gonna do things like try to get a license plate number so yeah th this won't take long for them to find him
Um, if, if you have further thought, I know we were talking about this a lot lately, but I'm, I'm still searching for answers. But somebody just said, our society has lost coping skills, the ability to cope and deal. I, I'm not going to argue with you about it because I because of the evidence that we keep having. Sure. So what needs to happen for that to change? Yeah, boy, that's a, it's a great question and it's worth exploring. And if you've got some ideas about how you do that, because I think the texter's right, that has to start at a young age. If you get to five, six, seven years old and you still have not been taught how to control yourself and how to have that kind of impulse control, you're never going to get it. And And what I was thinking about as I was reading that text was back to watching my kids and their friends play video games when they were really young. Mm -hmm. And the whole idea, I mean, they would watch videos online on YouTube of people rage quitting video games and freaking out in their in their bedrooms or whatever and throwing things around and all of this because they lost a video game. And And if you can't do that, then put that person in a car. Yeah, I don't know what the conversation is that you need to have with your kids. But I'll come back to what I said before when we were talking about consent and about us learning to deal with the word no and rejection <laughs> and that being okay. Yeah. And it starts with the first interactions that your kids have with other kids. And the playground is maybe a cliche example, but it's the one that I'll use. If they go up to kids in the playground and say, hey, do you want to play with me? And they say no. Okay. Then you walk away and you say, okay, fine. Just like you are entitled to do the same. Yes. You, you are not obligated to play with everyone that wants to play with you. No, and if you want to just be alone and play on the swings or whatever, you have every right in the world to do that. That not everything has to be a confrontation. Not everything has to be a fight. 913-586-7798 if you want to get in here. Uh, still to come this hour, we talked earlier this week about this time capsule that didn't seem to have much in it. It was kind of a bust. Turns out there was a little more in it than we thought. Get to that coming up here in KMBZ. All right. So we talked about this time capsule earlier this week at West Point. In fact, it was right at the end of the show. The time capsule is from 1828. And it, again, it reminded a lot of us of Geraldo, where they opened it and it was just dust. It, it was obvious that there had been stuff in it. But 200 years later, that stuff had just kind of disintegrated. So the West Point, West Point came out and said, well, OK, we, we found some stuff in it, though. It wasn't totally nothing that was in it. <laughs> yeah, oopsie. Uh, it, and, and it's funny because the way they made it sound is like there was just a little bit of silt down in the bottom of it. That's all there was. It was just like down in the corners or something like that. Apparently, no. Um, there was quite a bit of silt down in the bottom of it. And who knows what that is? I mean, was that paperwork before that just disintegrated over time? That we'll probably never know, although they're still doing some analysis on it to try to find out. But apparently it was thick silt and it was packed solid down in the bottom of this time capsule so they went digging through it and they found a bunch of stuff they found some coins six of them old coins dating between 1795 and 1828 uh, they also found a commemorative medal from 1826 and again this is in the Kosciuszko uh, statue it was dedicated right around then it was between 1828 and 1830 that that thing went up so it tracks with all that was in there, it was an, an 1800 Liberty dollar, which I'll bet is worth a pretty good amount of cash right about now, an 1828 50 cent piece, an 1818 quarter, an 1827 dime, a 1795 nickel, and an 1827 penny, along with the Erie Canal commemorative medal. So that's what they've found so far.
Um, yeah, and they, they they sort of went through and admitted, like, yeah, when we did this live, because they did a live, which is probably your first, because um, it's a big event. Anytime you find a time capsule in a school or something, it's a big event when they open it, except that you take the chance that it's going to be a bust, that there's going to be nothing in it. And so they... They admitted that, that, yeah, they were disappointed, and they compared it to Geraldo Rivera in, in uh, 1986. Yep. And there was a big crowd that had gathered at the U.S. Military Academy for all of this to happen. I don't know. Um, I don't know if they just looked through more of it later and found the coins because in the live event they had not found anything yeah well you know what's going to happen now is the conspiracy theorists are going to come out and say they weren't really in there they just they were embarrassed so they went to some coin dealer and they bought a bunch of old coins that would have been in there and they threw them in and said hey look we found stuff after all i think they're probably telling the truth about this but uh yeah it doesn't take much to get the conspiracy nuts riled up so what they're going to do now is get scientists or experts to go through the other sediment yep to see if they can figure out what had been in there yeah because it's big i mean yeah. it's a big box so why would you have a big box for about six coins and a medallion you don't need right. something anywhere near that size yeah um so they're gonna take it's gonna take a while then i mean again this We'll talk more about the Titanic later because that's in the news again today. But it feels like the kind of stuff and that that kind of careful evaluation that they did when they were pulling stuff up from Titanic. So what happens to the stuff now? I mean, they haven't said officially, but do we know what they're going to? I mean, do, do we have any idea? Is that the kind of thing that you just put on display maybe in a little, uh, you know, a little uh, glass case when you walk into the office at West Point? I think first you got to find out what you can about the background of what you found. What background, like where did the coins come from or yeah. where, you know, is there significance somewhere? Because you're right, they're not very big. Do you put them in some kind of shadow box or something at the front door to the U.S. Military Academy? I would want to know who buried, like, was it just cadets at West Point? that buried it like who owns it it's also such random stuff i mean granted there's there's a penny a nickel a dime a quarter a dollar so that's all good but it almost sounds like some guy was just like here let's see i got a little pocket change here i'll throw that in there that'll be good for him right it, there's no i mean the dates themselves don't seem to have any significance if they're just random coins anywhere between 1795 and 1828 does that cover every denomination we would have had at the time? Uh, I wonder. Let's see. Dollar, 50 cent piece, quarter, dime, nickel, and penny. So that's what we have. Well, in fact, we don't even have silver dollars or, or 50 cent mm -hmm. pieces anymore. Um, yeah. Was was there a hay penny? Was there anything else that, or a two cent piece maybe? That's what I wonder. Two cent or two or two dollar. Oh, yeah. Like, was two, there um, a two dollar coin? Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, that, those would be the obvious ones, but it does just, I mean, to have them be from 1795, I mean, was there any particular significance to 1795? Um, it, it just seems like, yeah, that was what was lying around. They were like, get us one of each. Why did we? Why did they wait so long to open this? Did they just they didn't find know it was it? there? Yeah, they just found it. They were okay. They were doing a renovation on the statue, so they took it down and they looked inside the base and went, hey, look, there's a box. Because that tells us don't wait 200 years to open the time capsule. Yeah. Because stuff is going to disintegrate by then. <laughs> I don't know what the appropriate time is. 20 years, 50 years, something like that, to make sure that the stuff is still intact. That's usually what they are, is, is either 25 or 50 years. 
Yeah. Uh, so if we find out more of what, uh, if they discover anything else in the sediment, uh, we'll certainly, they will no doubt tell us all about it so that we can pass it on to you. Okay. Um, pickleball yet again, we had stories last week that we didn't get to about the sound associated with pickleball and the, and the debates that are happening in neighborhoods more and more because of, of the sound of how you cut down on the sound. We will get to the story again, coming up next year on KMBZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Pickleball continues to grow in popularity. No end in sight, it seems. And with that, the concerns about the noise from it continue to grow. Yeah, and there's more now. As if we needed another thing to fight over in terms of pickleball. Um, you remember yesterday when we were talking about the seat belts on the buses thing, and you kind of threw out the question, has this become a political issue without us knowing about it? Because How could it, I forget? <laughs> because it yesterday. seems like people took it way too personally. And there are things like that, that that crop up. And for whatever, I mean, masks became that. We all remember that. that you know, All of a sudden, it was something that was personal to you. It wasn't just you know, a public health issue anymore. It was an issue. And it seems like pickleball is entering that fray. Now, I've never played. Have you I haven't ever, either. You haven't ever played either. I know nope. Dana and Parks do and, and Sam do a lot of the pickleball stuff. Um, Dana started it and then it just kind of grew from there. But uh, I've, I've never seen a game in person. I've, I've never been on a pickleball court. I've seen pickleball courts out my hotel mm-hmm. window, but that was about the closest I got. So now... Um, the noise was the initial problem and everybody was complaining about, oh, it's so loud, that popping sound of the ball and it's just endless and oh, it's not like tennis. It's way louder and the sound carries farther and it's annoying and, pe- and some people anyway, the, the non-pickleball players hated it. Well, so the city of Arlington, Virginia decided to do something about it in an effort to address neighborhood noise at the Walter Reed Community Center in Arlington. They said, okay, if that's the case, then what we'll do is we'll put up acoustic fencing all around. Because the the fence is already there. I mean, normally it's on tennis courts or something like it. So they've already got a big chain link fence around it. We'll add some black acoustic fencing all the way around, and it'll keep the noise in. Which you would think, they said it it would uh, reduce the noise by about 10 decibels. And you would think that that would take the opponents of pickleball and, Mm -hmm. and give them some kind of reprieve no neighbors still are not happy no because they don't like the look of the fencing (laughs) 
neighbor Emily Shu was interviewed for uh, WSA 9, uh, stressed that she has a neutral thought on the debate and appreciates how the park has become livelier. But she said the fencing is unattractive and breaks up the park. She said rather than having noise, now we have a giant black box in our park. <laughs> and no. so now they worry about the aesthetic impact uh -huh. is on the eye instead of the noise impact. Nobody is ever going to be happy. And that's why I'm thinking that, that you either are a pickleball player or you hate it. And it doesn't matter what they do. If they're playing pickleball, it annoys you. So you're going to be anything they do to try to make it easier on you is not going to be good enough. You're still going to hate it. So again, I ask, what's the answer to this? Is there a way then somebody will come up with this? Somebody who works in maybe our industry that works on like sound sound barriers and stuff like that yeah is going to come up with an aesthetically pleasing <laughs> sound barrier for pickleball and they are going to make a fortune off of it yeah because you can do it i mean uh, th there are things that we use for sound bounce inside mm -hmm. the room anytime you've got something like that going on and you know i mean if you if you do a podcast or whatever you have those little things that go behind the microphone that, that just sit there and it's like a little envelope that you that, that you have around the mic that's got that uh, acoustic foam in it i've got one myself as a matter of fact at the house so um those those exist, but the sound barriers, it used to be you had that stuff all over the inside of the studio. Now they've got it to where you can have just a couple of little panels inside. Mm -hmm. And it seems like if you did something like that on a pickleball court, it would accomplish the same thing and you wouldn't have to cover the whole thing with, with you know, black fencing. Maybe it's more expensive. Maybe it's not weather. It's got to be weatherproof. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. <clears throat> You know, it's got to be water resistant. It's got all of that stuff. And but somebody will come up with this. Now, I assume then it's going to be more expensive than the stuff that's an eyesore. So who then is paying for the fencing that's really expensive and cuts down the noise and looks good? Uh, yeah, right. And and is there a way to do it? The, the big problem is the ball, right? Mm -hmm. the, the, the big problem with pickleball is the ball itself is made out of hard plastic. It looks, uh, the one that's in this article looks kind of like a wiffle ball. So it, is there something that you can do to change that? I mean, would it radically change the game if you had a different ball? And it's so funny that, that we, like, there's not this complaint about racquetball. Is racquetball contained, though? Racquetball's inside. It's usually inside, because, yeah. Because the ball goes in every direction and it, it needs ceilings and stuff to bounce off of, so that's a horrible example. The tennis ball is softer, and so that's why we, and, and it has more bounce to it, and that's why we don't hear about that. It's also got that fuzzy stuff on the outside, so when it, even when it hits the ground, it doesn't make as much noise as the pickleball does. So can we, can we work on the racket? If we can't change the ball, can we change the racket? I, yeah, again, no experience. So if you know, if you're a player, if you're a pickleball player, is there anything that can be done that wouldn't dramatically change the game? Because I think, I mean, even if you made the rackets softer, then you're not getting as much bounce off the racket every time you hit the ball. Right. So it's, it's going to change how you play the game. Is there a way to do that to, that would cut down on the noise that wouldn't make these people have their little aesthetic problem in, in Arlington, Virginia? Or is it just there are ten, you know, there are pickleball players and there are non-pickleball players and the two will never find common ground on anything? So what they do instead 
the, the common ground that they try to find is, okay, we can't change the game itself. You don't like what the look of our fencing looks like. So then they try to cut down on the hours of that noise and say, okay, well then we're not going to let you play after dark because that's when kids are in bed or that's when people try to kind of wind down for the night. Yeah. Um, I guess that's a common ground because then the other debate we end up having is like, what was there first, the house or the pickleball oh, court? Pickleball courts, right. And it's always the house. And, and, and the other problem that a lot of people started having is if you lived in a community where they had the tennis courts that had been there since the beginning of the community, and now they've changed them to put up pickleball nets and things like that on, on half of the, of the tennis court. Well, okay, now you've got them versus the people who work at home. So mm-hmm. it's not it's not even good enough to restrict the hours down to daylight hours or whatever because you got people working at home going I can't concentrate because I've got the constant battering of the pickleball going on. And I'm laughing at the text line because it's one thing after another of <laughs> yes something can be done provide earplugs for the people and buy the Karen earplugs and you know just shut up about it and stop being so sensitive and yeah Keep in mind, you have a lot of people that do work. That's a really good point. I mean, you have a lot of people that do, in fact, work at home or have kids at home all day. Yeah. Not every kid is in school. You have kids that are home all day. And if that was you, and I say this as somebody that lives in a pretty high noise area, yeah, that gets disturbing. It doesn't, I think there's room for compromise. It doesn't just have to be stop being so sensitive and bite your plugs and shut up. But see what I mean about how it's become an issue like that where where people are going to the mattresses over this already. So, and we're just talking about it. I mean, we, I I have no feelings about the game whatsoever. I just don't, I don't have any courts around me and that's probably why I don't have any feelings about it. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't hate the, the fact that people play. I mean, people go get exercise, do that thing, sure. But some folks are just so annoyed by it that I think that they're going to look for any excuse to to just fight over anything. I am fascinated. My only interest in pickleball is I am fascinated by how fast we had never heard of it before to how big it got overnight and has stayed that way yes it it just is not going away and and it's been a long time since particularly a sport like that in neighborhoods that attracted so many different age groups got big so fast and has not lost interest no and that's i mean with businesses like chicken and pickle that are starting to you know crop up um if you thought this was going to be a flash in the pan it isn't is what I think you're getting to, and, right. and I, and I yeah. agree with you. I don't think it's going anywhere. This is going to be, now that you've found, um, you mentioned handball before. I think that's the the really good comparison to use between pickleball and handball is that before, you know, racquetball, handball, whatever, before about 1977 or 78, almost nobody played that stuff. In the yeah. 80s, it was everybody all the time everywhere businesses started putting them in like on the ground floor you would have a racquetball court mm-hmm. <laughs> you know even if it wasn't a gym so it got that big and it stayed that way for a long time i think that's what we're looking at with pickleball is it's going to be here for a while it's so funny because all i think of racquetball now is middle-aged men yeah it's it's just and and to me pickleball has a wider appeal it seems like it's men and women it's it's a lot of age groups and, ra- and I don't know if this is true, but the stereotype to me of racquetball is like 45-year-old guys. Oh, I, I think absolutely. But then again, think about the time. Because yeah. if it was the guys in the boardroom who were all going down and playing racquetball, well, that's who was in boardrooms at that point. It was all 45- and 50-year-old guys, all of them. So what's the middle ground? Well, how, do, how do we fix it? 
Um, and I, I think I'm thinking about what to do to the court or what to do to the game. Texter said a couple of minutes ago, can you make the fencing more aesthetically pleasing? Can you paint something on it? Can you make it prettier so that the neighbors don't complain so much? But I'm just laughing my head off that you fix the sound problem and people still are not happy. <laughs> but it's ugly. <laughs> yeah, and it just does. It seems like they're looking for a reason to be mad at it. And, and even if you take away the first reason they had to be mad at it, they're going to find another one. 913-586-7798 if you want to get in here. Um, we'll take a break here. We'll wrap the hour next on KMBZ. A quick bit of breaking news here before we go to your calls, um, because we are at the start of a busy Labor Day holiday travel weekend. Um, TF Green International Airport, uh, which is just south of Providence, Rhode Island, it's the big airport there. There is a security threat. It is on lockdown. There are a lot of flights out of the airport today. Uh, are there real? Well, yeah, I guess Labor Day weekend, there probably would be. Um, but yeah, if, if you fly into Providence, this is where you fly. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the big international airport in Rhode Island. So uh, they, they did use the term in at least one of the articles that I saw to the Daily Mail, active shooter. That's the only place that I've seen that term. And again, this story just broke within the last 10 or 15 minutes. So we're still waiting to get more details on it. But uh, they did say that what we're seeing in a lot of the other articles is it's being referred to as a security threat uh, that caused the lockdown. So, so far, the Daily Mail, only ones that are saying active shooter. Um, I am. So now I'm on the Twitter account for the state of Rhode Island Department of Transportation, which is talking about lane closures and road closures around there. And there are people that have responded to them on Twitter saying people saying they are at the airport shut down because of an active shooter. SWAT, state police, fire all there. Someone said they got a ring notification that said active shooter at PFD. PFD is the airport code. Yeah, that's the fast way to find out what's going on there. So, um, it's we rarely ever talk about Rhode Island, particularly when it comes to air travel. But <clears throat> given how many airports are in that part of the country, it's definitely something that we'll keep an eye on here. No doubt about it. So, yeah, as, as more information comes in, we will certainly let you know about that. All right. So back to our conversation here. We were talking about the debate that doesn't die down about the sound coming from pickleball courts. Um in one particular area where the sound was really bad, they put up fencing as, as kind of a sound barrier. It did a good job taking down some of the sound. Now neighbors are upset that it looks ugly. Let's and go. they don't like that either. And so we're kind of asking you for information since neither of us is a player. Is there anything that can be done that wouldn't radically change the game to mitigate the sound that the ball and the racket make? And with that, we'll go to Diane, who's calling in from Leavenworth. Hi, Diane. Hi, guys. How are you? Doing well. What's on your mind? Uh, well, I was wondering, you know how, like you say, with the uh, racquetball, that's in a boxed area. I wonder if it'd do any good to put, like, some really nice-looking canopy or something roof over the whole top of that, you know? And then I know that kind of deflects some sound, but I... I myself, I think they're all idiots for complaining about somebody <laughs> having fun and being healthy. Go get them, Diane. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, I, I know what you're saying, and that's that's one thing that we're all told to do more of is get up, get out, get active, and then people find a way to do it, and everybody complains. Right. They they, they don't want you sitting on the couch, but yet they don't want to hear the noise. So <laughs> you, got you it. can't please anybody, I tell you what. Diane, Joe. well, we're, we're happy that you're here. So you, you pleased us by calling in. But, yeah, she's got a good point. Um, 
even if you don't cover over the sides of it, putting a canopy over top, I mean, that would probably be fairly expensive, but it would. I mean, a lot of that noise is going to go straight up. So if you do that, um, it would also allow you to play in the rain. I need a pickleball player to call and talk to me because do you need um, would uh, racquetballs play differently? Does putting some kind of ceiling on the game get in the way of the game too much? Good question. Now let's go. I, I don't know. Like, do those balls need to go high enough in the air that you can't can't cover it? <laughs> we need to go watch a pickleball match. Is right? what we need to do. Let's go to Julie and KCMO next. Hi, Julie. Good afternoon. Hi there. Love the show. Thank you. Um, I, I have some real life experience with this because I am a pickleball player, um, and we live six months in Florida. And our development decided to put pickleball courts in, which they did, well off the course. And there was an entire neighborhood that went up in arms and filed a complaint because of the noise. Wow. Even before the courts were open. They, so, they didn't even wait for I people to start playing? Cranky old, yeah, I think it's just a bunch of cranky old people who are maybe embarrassed because they can't get out and play. But... Stupid. Well, let me ask you, since since you play, would would changing the ball to a different kind of ball, making it rubber or something like that, would, would it just ruin the game if you did that? I don't know if it would ruin the game, but it would certainly cause people to have to make some adaptations to how they play. Okay. The ball is hard, so yes, it does click, and the, the paddles are hard, so they click. But, you know, when you're four, five, six blocks away, you can't hear it. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I just think people are insane. What you do about nothing? <laughs> All right, Julie, thank you. I uh, hope you have a good time when you get back to Florida. Um. Okay, but I agree. I, I cannot imagine a sport that is so loud that if you are more than a street away, I mean, you don't hear... We have baseball, like professional baseball fields that are surrounded by neighborhoods. Wrigley Field's the first one that comes to mind. Yeah. You don't have people that are blocks away that complain about that noise, and you've got tens of thousands of people at that game. Uh, you know, I was, you beat me to baseball because I was thinking in the other on the other end of the spectrum, you have Little League uh, baseball fields yes. all over the place, and they're always in neighborhoods, almost always. Uh, you know, you've got houses that are right near them. Um, and the only thing they worry about is getting a, a baseball that goes through somebody's window. They don't worry about the noise as much. But if you're going to tell me that the crack of a bat hitting a baseball isn't as loud as pickleball, I would very much doubt it. We had I lived half a block away from a major Little League ballpark when I was a kid. In fact, it was big enough that it hosted the state Little League tournament one year. So it had in like Illinois. eight or nine different fields, you know, different diamonds on it and that sort of thing bunch of them and at yeah. different heights because it was kind of hilly it wasn't the no and again we were half a block away because i used to my first job was to work at that concession stand <clears throat> it wasn't the noise that bothered us it was the light because they would play after dark okay yeah and when you've got that many fields lit up at night With those, it was just it was the field lights yeah, those giant sodium arc lamps yeah oh wow well, you just close your blinds i mean it's so again being half a block away and having all those fields there baseball wasn't a problem but i will give grace to the people who live right on the pickleball courts. If your house is right there, like the, one of the other times we talked about this, it was from the pickleballs going through people's windows. 
and they didn't like that. Yeah. It was going through the glass. Okay, I get that. That would be annoying, too. But like living on a golf course. I mean, if you live on a golf right. course, that's what you have to deal with. Um, it, and I was thinking about it, even as I was asking her about changing the ball, you ask golfers about changing the golf ball. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah, blasphemy. It would never, ever happen. No, I don't think changing the game is the answer because yeah. you can't um, you can't change the game in one place and have it be different in other places. I don't think that's the solution is something on the court or so, or something else in the neighborhood mm -hmm. or people just relaxing a little bit. But then, yeah. you know, then we wouldn't have the road rage incidents either. Uh, 913-586-7798. Let's go to Ashley in Kansas City up next. Hi, Ashley. Hey, guys, we live two blocks from Winnetonka High School in the Northland. Every morning, starting in the beginning of August, we wake up to marching band being on the field practicing. Now, granted, I'm married to a musician, so I really don't care, but we don't have complaints about the marching band. Or like last night, I went out to get the mail, and we could hear the whistles from the football game. I don't get why these people have such a problem. People who live across the street from the football fields in the Northland don't complain. Yeah. So are we just more mellow or? Uh, <laughs> no. I, I think I it's what John said at the beginning. I think it is. There is something about this game that makes people crazy. I, I, yeah, I guess so. And that's just really sad because it's just a game. Is it really that important that it's going to mess up your life that much that you've got to throw a fit about it? I just don't get that invested in something like that. I'll go the other direction well, yeah. or put in headphones get you, over you, yourselves, people. I'm, I'm glad you're as mellow as you are, Ashley. And, and the thing is that, that I was thinking is going back to music. I mean, if, if I have something in my neighborhood that's loud and bothering me, that's what I'll do is I'll throw on some tunes and then I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to make a delivery in Great Bend last week, and at 11 o'clock in the morning, these people were mad about this teenager that was practicing drums. I'm like, yeah, yep. you're the wrong person to be typing at. <laughs> there you about go. That. We got to run, Ashley. Day. Thank you. Yeah, thanks very much for the call. Thanks, Ashley. Appreciate it. All right, we'll take another look at the film industry in Missouri coming up next on KMBZ. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.